Hmm, you're probably wondering how you got here. It's the Woodworking Morning Show. Yay, good morning. It's Friday. It's Friday. Good morning, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Nicole. Today we're going to talk to you about some woodworking stuff. I've even got some things to give away. What? I did a whole bunch of cleaning after I finished a big project. <laughs> and I said, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. And uh, Here, Nicole, yeah, ship it out. Ship them out. So we've got a few things to give away. And uh, hopefully three lucky winners will go home with that. They're not going to go home. They're already home. I'm just going to mail it to them. I meant that uh, sort of... <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm lost for words this morning. I can't find the proper words. There will be nothing clever coming out of my mouth today. Mm-hmm. So I just want to thank a couple people who helped us out on Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash/WoodWhisper. <clears throat> Excuse me, Patrick Pendergast, Matt Riordan, Brian Thorpe, Rich Felt Feltham or Feltham, and Corey Freeman. I feel like a few of those names we've already read before. But I, don't know. I feel like I don't, that every week. I don't know how Patreon does that. I don't know. It shows up in that list, right. and I say the names, It's Nicole. all right. We love you. I just read what's on the teleprompter. We double love you. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, hey, quick reminder. If you are looking to buy something from either one of our stores, the Wood Whisper store on uh, the TWW site or mm-hmm. the one inside the guild, uh, you want to make that purchase pretty soon. Because we have some changes happening in the store. I don't know how the availability is going to be, how fast we'll be able to ship things out. So I don't want anyone to be disappointed. Um, But I want to show you one of the new products that we have. Were you going to say something? Uh, Yes. I was going to say I... um I am behind on mask making for, like, the store. Mask maker, mask maker, make me a mask. I'm currently making 66 masks for the teachers at our son's school for uh, teacher appreciation. Holy moly, Nicole. It's a big, big project that I'm doing. But I do have, I don't know how many I have left, but I put seven in this morning. Oh, okay. In <laughs> so, our store? In our, our Wood Whisperer store. So the woodwhisperer.com slash store. Yeah. With the a beautiful wood- picture of me modeling <laughs> a face mask. That's a good one. Here's another thing you could find in the store. This one is in the Guild store, which is the woodwhispererguild.com slash store. This is a new product we came up with. Um, this is with DFM Toolworks. Uh, they do all of our scraper products, but I kind of got tired of the classic gooseneck scraper uh, because the gooseneck has a lot of, uh, like, there's it kind of turns in on itself, and that little tail that it has has a lot of useless space, and it's real estate that could be used for other things. So I wanted one that had a nice wide uh, radius on one side and a nice straight away on the other side so it becomes a much more versatile scraper, and it's a series of radii that I actually radii. use in my work a lot more. So um, I find this to be a much more functional scraper for curves. Let's talk about like chair seats, stool seats. Uh, And the bonus is it looks like a mouse and that's why I call it the mouse. My mom pointed out though, if you hold it and cover up the other hole, it looks like a whale. So depending on your uh, your perspective on (laughs) life. It does look like a little whale. It might be a whale or Mm -hmm. a mouse. Uh, But these are now uh, available for sale, and if you're interested in this in particular, you want to get on that quickly uh, before we start having some shipping issues in the store. Mm -hmm. All right, so lots of cool stuff there. Go check it out. We've got a couple different scrapers now. We've got the big big Mamma Jamma one, the real thick one, and then we have a regular scraper, uh, and then now we have the mouse scraper. Um, uh, I'll put a link to the Guild store where those are at. Yeah, it's a little confusing. You know, we're always going to have these two stores uh, because there are some guild-specific things that we don't necessarily want on the, the free side of things. 
But right now we're in the middle of transitioning. So some mm-hmm. of the stuff that's in the guild will eventually be in the other store. So we apologize for that confusion. Uh, let's see. Somebody just asked me uh, about my Joanne. Yeah, I put my jo- Joanne's Yeah, order. did it ever go through? <laughs> it did go through. Uh, half of it got canceled because <laughs> they didn't have it. But uh, whenever I do my orders, yeah. I just do way more than I need sure. because I know half of it will be canceled. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's the logic I use for anything I buy. I just always get way more than I need yeah. just in case something's canceled. And that's why I give I free stuff away all the time. fabric. <laughs> but it's it's really cool. I got, yeah. my, um, I got some Beatles fabric. I know that you're going to love that. <laughs> I had to cancel my YouTube music <laughs> account. It's like 15 bucks a month. And I'm like... I don't want the Beatles. I thumbed it down do a thousand like times Beatles? because Nicole. I'm sorry. I, I I respect what they have done for the world of music. I love the Beatles and their influence on other musicians. But it's like nails on a chalkboard with really? British accents. Oh, stop! It is. It's really bad, Nicole. Oh. It's 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 bad. I, I'm very disappointed it's, to hear this. It's so bad. But I had I had to cancel the membership <laughs> because I'm like, you guys, get your crap together. I play. So I go, hey YouTube. Play the Beatles. And they just play Beatles for me all day, and it's awesome. Right. But I'm thumbing down constantly. That should override anything you're doing to listen. So YouTube music is garbage, uh, just to let you know. Don't waste your money on it. You know, go to Spotify, Pandora, something yeah, else yeah, yeah. Uh, until they get that stuff fixed. <laughs> but anyway, anyway I, I got, got some, nothing to do I with got the some show, cool but... Beatles fabric that I'm going to make a mask for my mom because she's a big Beatles fan. Yeah, it's so. super. I know. She gets mad at me every, every time I talk crap about the Beatles. I feel like you're attacking my mom. That's what I feel like. I think your mom feels like I'm attacking her, too. <laughs> hey, my mom likes the Beatles. Yeah, she likes the Eagles. She likes the Eagles as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got some we got some uh, super chats. Daniel Childs just said, Nicole, for the school mass, thank you for your quick email response. You're welcome, Daniel. You're the reason why I put those seven that I had in the store. Jason's suggestion is to get a family plan so we could each have our own account. But that's not the point, Jason. The point is, when I thumb a band or a song down, it should listen to that yeah. thumb down. Why is the thumb down there if it doesn't work? It doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Clearly, somebody thumbed down us. And it worked. I looked at that, and I'm like, hmm, what have I done wrong? What could I possibly do better next time? Actually, that didn't occur to me at all. Anyway, uh, you want to do some questions? Sure, let's do some questions. Okay, look, I just, just at least... How many weeks are we into this quarantine? I don't know, but... It doesn't matter. It's all good. Richard does agree with me. Their music is terrible. Yeah, shush. He could be talking about the YouTube app, but I think he's talking about the Beatles. I I don't want to hear it. Listen, I, I get it. I don't want to hear I, it. I, I respect. I'm going to start dogging out. Uh, you can't. All of your music. Blog you and Molly. <laughs> I was going to say, you probably can't even pronounce the names of the bands I listen to. <laughs> okay. Um, I got more thumbs down now because of the, the yep. probably the Beatles comments. Yep. Uh, well, how does Philip Morley feel about that? Look, We're not Phil, talking about woodworking. Let me tell you something about Philip Morley. A little, uh, little known secret. It's a fake accent. Okay. All right. No, it's not. He's had people say that to him. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> like oh, on no. YouTube. He's like, it's his fake accent. He's like, are you kidding me? Oh, no, it's not. Yeah. All right. We go, oh, oh, no, the thumbs down are getting out of control. Okay. Let's do some woodworking questions before um, YouTube speaks its mind. Uh, Yoso. Yoso. Okay. By the way, these questions are all from uh, Patreon. Patreon. Nicole is getting questions from the live chat. So ask away and she will uh, copy and paste. Okay, Yosef says he's building a block set out of hard maple, and he's trying to sand small pieces, uh, like about an inch and a quarter sided cubes. 
I'm planning on clamping my ETS-150 sander upside down on my bench and use that as a random version uh, of a stationary sander. Does this sound reasonable? Any other ideas of how to sand these pieces? There's tons of them. Also, I need to put a really shallow 16th round over on them, but bringing those pieces to the router table is really scary. Any recommendations? I probably would use the router table. It's not as scary as it sounds if you're only doing like a 16th or an eighth inch round over. You do have to watch your hands. You may even come up with some kind of a little notched jig that holds everything so you don't have to have your hands that close. Uh, you can even get, I've done this before, uh, with a clamp, right? So especially if you have an old wooden, old style wooden clamp, you could use that to grip the sides of the block and run that through keeping your fingers away. It's a bit of a pain in the butt because you're going to have to change positions quite often. Um, one thing you can do with blocks, depending on your process, when they're still long pieces, I imagine you have long you know, pieces that are the right thickness and width. You just then have to cut them to length. When they're in that state, round them over then uh, and even sand them at that time. You at least can cover uh, a number of the faces by doing it at that stage. Then after you cut, now you still have some edges and some faces that you need to sand, but it's not nearly as bad. The hands are moving. It's one of those days, Nicole. I know. I'm excited. It's not nearly as bad, uh, and you've already, uh, let's see, what would that be? On a cube, you would have done four edges, right? So that reduces your, your time at the router table by quite a bit. And then when you're at the router table with those long pieces, it's no problem running them over the, the router bit. Uh, for sanding, you know, I've tried that a few times, and I find that a random orbit sander doesn't really behave the way you expect it to when it's upside down and the pad is in the air and you just put something on it. Um, I find that they really do what they're supposed to do when there's weight on them. And maybe it's just the sanders I've used. I'm curious if anyone else has luck with that. But with cubes, I would be tempted to take a piece of sandpaper, tape that sucker down to the workbench, and then attack it like that. Each face, spin it. You could work really quickly. You're not going to accidentally sand your finger off. Um, that's how I would do it. It's a bit more manual, but I imagine this is not an ongoing thing for you. Um, once you're done, you're probably done with this project. So I would put the sandpaper down on a flat surface and sand it that way. Connell right in the chat just said, you guys have become family viewing in our house. Love you guys. Thanks for all you do. Hope you don't like the Beatles. Because uh, there, so goes, we, there goes that relationship. <laughs> Somebody said that uh, you can't be perfect. That's like true. Me. That's true. I get it. Look, it's not them. It's me. Yeah, it is you. Okay, Jeff Barry says, I'm not completely new to woodworking, but I've not ventured down the dovetail path yet. Oh, shoot. Shoot nuggets, Nicole. I what? wanted to bring a drawer in here. Uh. Uh, he says, um, haven't gone down a dovetail path yet, but when doing dovetail joints, which is the tail and which is the pin? I hear everyone talk about doing pins and tails first, but which is which? Okay, so the way I explain this usually is with a drawer. In a drawer your tails are always going to be on your sides and your pins are gonna be your front or your back. And if you think about the way they lock in, those tail pieces, they're shaped like a bird's tail, a dovetail, uh, those go into that front piece and they lock in so that the, the motion of the drawer is front to back, that's the way that the joint resists being pulled apart. If you pull the sides of a drawer and put pressure out this way, that's the weak side, but we never do that with a drawer, at least most of us. Mm -hmm. um, so as you're pulling through the front, uh, it's it, the, the orientation of the joint is resisting the motion, right? And that's how you usually decide where you want your pins or your tails is based on where the force is going to be applied. Um, but the rule of thumb, just to keep it in the back of your mind, something to memorize, tails for the sides, pins for the fronts. Okay. I got a super chat here. Yeah. From Danny Ross. PM parallel, parallel, parallelogram jointer worth the extra money. 
yeah, parallelogram jointers usually hold their settings a little bit better. Uh, they are easier to adjust typically to get them co, um, you know, coplanar or parallel planes to be more specific. Um, generally speaking, I personally find them to be worth it. Uh, other, other types like the um, dovetail ways, the more traditional style, typically require shimming, and that is no fun. I'm not a fan of the shims. Not a fun. Not a fun. <laughs> not a fun, Nicole. Well, and, and Paramatic just extended their sale. Mm -hmm. For to, another month, for right? For another month. <clears throat> so there you go. Uh, you got a question? I do. Oh, I got so many questions. You got so many. Araya Woodworks says... So I've noticed during several morning shows that you have several good buddies. How many guild projects do I need to own to become a guild or a good buddy? I almost I said a guild buddy. Um, a guild buddy. Now, Chris Kalnassi, a good buddy of mine, uh, he says, just don't own anything by Cremona, and I believe that puts you in the running. <laughs> this is very true. No, it's not. No, I think the amount is three. Yeah. Pre-guild projects? No. no, actually, usually the good buddy status happens when I see their names come over up and over. constantly. So, Araya, you're there. Right. Because um, I've seen your name so many times. But I also, it, the problem is, Araya, maybe that's his last name. Mm -hmm. A lot of times mm -hmm. it's when I have a person's full name. That's his business name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would never say my good buddy business Araya. name, right? I yeah. would say my good buddy, um, I think his name's probably... Joe. Uh, Horace. Yeah. Horace Araya, and I would say my good buddy Horace Araya. Yes. Got it? Okay, Eric Liu says, uh, Mark, I'm getting ready to pull my scroll saw down off the shelf to do part of a project for my wife. I realized I don't think I have ever seen you use one. Do you own one? Also seems like another tool that Nicole might enjoy if she ever gets any free time. <sighs> I have a scroll saw. I yeah, have, we have a jet scroll saw. I, and I have project ideas that I want to do on that scroll saw. Mm -hmm. I just have a list of... I, I, I've gotten so many emails about the app this week that I need to fix. The Look, mass, the it's, it's kids. Not, it's not a high priority on her things that she yeah. wants to do. Yeah. There are other things that she prefers to do outside of woodworking. <laughs> so, honestly, I don't know when she's going to get in here and touch it. Now, for me personally, I only used the scroll saw when I've done marketry yeah. in the past. Outside of that, I haven't really done it, and I haven't done marketry in a long time. So, mm -hmm. he's right. Um, it's like been I a long some, time. We had some ideas for some fun, easy little project for Halloween that yep. we were going to use it. And I just, mm -hmm. Her priorities are in other places. I just I got too much she's on She's too plate. busy screwing up my, my mix on YouTube music. Okay, my good buddy Chris Kalnassi says, if you had a space, if you had space for it, would you own a stroke sander? So a stroke sander, I did Philip Morley's shop tour recently and showed one of those. Think of it as a giant belt sander. I mean, huge. And then you could put a whole tabletop under it, and then you put a little bit of pressure on the belt, and you're moving this thing in and out, and you're going, I mean, it's, it's nutso. <laughs> I probably wouldn't own one of those. Um, if I had the space and budget wasn't a concern, I would probably just get a big old wide belt sander, you know, like a time saver or something. Um, the stroke sander is kind of neat, and I think that's a good budget solution. But if I'm going for it, I'm just going to get something that has a conveyor belt, and I go, bloop, and it goes through, and I come out, and I go, this is perfect. So, yeah, that's my answer to that. Uh, hey, guess what? <clears throat> I love the uh, yard work going on over there. Yeah, that's awesome. Just let us know if that noise gets to be too annoying. We'll, uh, we'll shut some windows. If you hear it, we can close the door. It's just going to take me uh, Mike time. Scott says, no questions, just a Northwest Phoenix Guild member saying hi. Hey -o. He's in Peoria. 
we He's live probably sweating his butt off right now. Uh, yeah, mom said it was 107. Whoa. 107. That's crazy. So Mike, we used to live right by you. Yep. That's almost where bought a house there, didn't we? Peoria, over by the stadium, we were we were uh, looking at a house there. Yep. <laughs> That's where the lemons were. <laughs> we went and stole some lemons. Yeah, they had. We went to look at a house, and they just had these had, gorgeous lemon trees. Yeah. And they were falling on the ground, going to mm -hmm. waste. So we're like. Nothing like a fresh lemon. You take your fingernail yeah. and just grind it through the rind. Uh, and I, I, I can't smell so anything So, Mike, today. hopefully uh, your shop is air-conditioned. Whoa, 107. Yeah, that's hot. Okay. That's hot. Tony Tang. Uh, let's see. He says, how accurate is accurate enough? According to the 26-inch woodpecker square, my table saw sled and MFT are both out by .0006 inches per inch. By the way... It's going to be this window that has to shut too. Yeah, no. Don't trip. Don't trip. She just hit her foot on something. Good job. I don't know if you're going to be able to reach that. Sorry for the interruption, guys. Uh, let's see. So yeah, point zero 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 six. I know it sounds small, but when I check with my twenty-six inch square, it's just frustrating to see the sixty-fourth gap at the end. Okay, so how accurate is accurate enough? Over 26 inches to see a 64th, I don't know that I would even think twice about that. That's, that's pretty small. Uh, so I honestly, I think within the world of woodworking, you are probably fine. Uh, what winds up happening is we have ways of measuring things that exceed our ability to reproduce those things reliably. Just the way woodworking is, the variability in our tools, you apply just a little bit more pressure in, in a different spot, or you push it through at a different feed rate. Um, there are so many variables that could cause that result to be different each time. You know, So I guess if you've tested this a number of times and you're absolutely sure it's consistently out the same amount, and then you wanted to hunt that down, you know, it's your, your time in the shop. You do what you want with it. I would not hunt that down. Um, but it, it just, again, there's times where, you know, I see something that's a little bit off and it might just be the pressure that I'm putting on there. And I know when I have other people in the shop, when Jason is here working, there are times where I'll cut something and we both use the same setup and then he'll cut something and they're a little bit different. Why? Because of the way that I hold the workpiece. But as long as you do it consistently each time, usually it's not a problem in the project. So <clears throat> you sound well within the realm of things that I would not worry about personally. Oh, yes. So loud. They're doing edge trimming, right? That's that. That's what that sound is, where the little blade is slapping the concrete. Robert Price uh, said, towards my good buddy tab. Okay, nice. <laughs> and then shoemaker, there. shoemaker Woodworking, my good buddy fun. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to be on the good buddy list. Nice. Uh, Paul says, I saw in a video that it looks like you made some changes in the middle part of your Ruba workbench. If so, can you discuss and share I'm about to build, um, would love to know what changes you've made. I know I showed this before, but I think it was, uh, we were having technical problems mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, day, so mm -hmm. I don't know if, if that's the reason this was missed. Let me show you. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. All right, so that's my workbench. You see there's the gap stop in the middle. What I did was I, I took away a portion of the gap stop and then filled it in with a piece of hardboard and two little walnut ramps. So it creates a little trough. And the reason for those ramps is if you drop something flat in there, like a washer, even a screw, it, it can be really hard to get that out. So if you just kind of run it to the side, it'll ride right up that ramp and, and come right out. Uh, you can see kind of how that's constructed here. Uh, just a little piece of hardboard and two ramps. 
So that's it. There's really nothing, nothing really beyond that. Um, but it's a pretty straightforward thing. Gives me some uh, recessed space to just put random mm -hmm. stuff like erasers and pencils. Um, and it also is great for collecting wood chips. Uh, I got a super chat here from <coughs> Kevin Windsor. Hi, Kevin. Uh, Norwegian Wood is a great song. I don't like that song. And I think it's because in the 90s, PM Dawn did it and I didn't like it. Huh. And so. I'm a big PM Dawn fan. <laughs> no, you're not. You probably couldn't even name a song of theirs. Yeah. Not some, Norwegian Wood, because that's not their song. Some kind of love song. <laughs> Something. <clears throat> Set right. Adrift on Memory of Bliss. Um, Lamar Bailey says, to bribe Nicole to start slipping in Be Beatles lyrics. <laughs> Go for it. Help. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody. Yeah. Okay. Peter Villaluz says, I currently don't have a way to hold long boards to my bench to work on edges and I've been looking at installing a leg vise or installing a long chop on the face vise. I won't be building a new bench anytime soon and we'll need to retrofit to the bench to accept either of the vices. Which one would you install? I think you're gonna be fine with either one of those, Peter. I would probably go with the easier one. I think you could even get a quick release vise on there. Um, I would say that's probably gonna be a little easier to install but when you say face vise, that's kind of a generic term. Kind of depends on which vise you're talking about, specifically which brand, uh, but I, Imagine that the face vise might be a little bit uh, less involved than a leg vise for installation, but look into them depending on which one you're buying. One might be easier than the other. I would go with the easier one. And you said this is you know something you're not going to change again for a while. Uh, you know, weigh the value of easy installation over what's going to give you the best long-term results. And both of them are going to do just fine for what you're asking to secure a piece to be able to play in the edge. Todd made me laugh. Happiness is a warm nail gun. Huh? <laughs> it's a Beatles. Happiness is a, a warm gun, I believe it is the lyrics. Okay. Uh, won't you? Anyway. Uh, I'm totally not amused <laughs> by this at all. <laughs> I, I think I am. Cool. Uh, Chris, yes, I'm taking uh, questions from the chat, but I basically have a log that I've been pulling as he's talking, and he talks a lot, so. I got my chive today. Okay. It's my chive. All right. Okay. I'm not amused. Sorry. I know. You feel about my uh, pocket knives <laughs> like pocket. I feel about your By music. By the way, uh, I pulled laundry out. Yeah, you found my little, uh, your my little knife baby knife. Your knife was in your, you almost, it almost was washed, so. Yeah, it would be cleaner. <laughs> okay, Adrian says, what's the best way to move all of my shop equipment? We may soon be joining you in Colorado Springs area. Uh, let's see, I've got a saw stop, uh, one, one and three quarter horse, uh, router table, drill press, a whole two car garage full of smaller tools. See, did you put your tools in bubble wrap, move them? How can I convince my wife to help me pack? I don't know about that last part. Good luck. Because you probably have a house that needs packing. So, um, you know, it doesn't sound like you have super heavy tools, right? When you have the heavy stuff, that's, you know, I just got a moving company that, that was familiar with moving large equipment. Uh, and they Jones, right? Yeah, Jones Moving. Um, and I, I won't say they didn't have any problem. <laughs> there was a couple, ins you know, issues with like they almost tipped over the table saw. Mm -hmm. I remember that was a, a blast. Was fun. Uh, but overall, they are no strangers to moving really, really heavy things. So they've got all kinds of tricks up their sleeve. Uh, your goal is to break everything down to take anything off that can come off. For instance, like a table saw. If you've got a big extension wing. Take that off of there, right? Get, get it down to a really condensed thing so there's less, fewer things to break, fewer things for them to possibly grab, which, I mean, I know you want good 
handholds, but sometimes they grab the wrong thing uh, and they're lifting it by something that's going to completely mess it up and knock it out of calibration. Ultimately, you're going to recalibrate anyway, but <sighs> you get my point. Um, if you are doing, I don't know what kind of moving situation you're going to have. Pods are always a good thing. If you don't have really heavy tooling, if you could distribute the weight over the pod so it's balanced. Um, I've, I know people have used those quite a bit. We used uh, that. I don't know if it was the pods company specifically. I think we went with like what Mayflower or something like that. Everybody's got the pods now. Um, <laughs> Everybody got the time. Everybody's got a case of the pods. <laughs> the pods. <laughs> so those can be really good if you have smaller tools. Uh, and then all you have to do is be able to get it up the step that goes into the pod, which isn't too bad. Just get a friend. You should be able to do that. Not too bad. Uh, and I do not wrap everything other than small more fragile things. I get big totes and I start to wrap my planes in blankets, uh, you know, sheets. If I have bubble wrap or something to protect them a little bit, absolutely do that. Get some inexpensive like moving blankets you can get like Moving blankets would be good. Yep. Uh, And you know what? I've got a couple of videos that documented my moves. Check those out. You might see some things happening with the process. Um, Both three, I don't know, two or three different move videos that I've done, uh, you'll see what I did. How many times have I moved? <laughs> Too many times. Uh, got a super chat here from Justin Ford. Justin Ford. Ford. Do you, do you a sh- use a sharpening jig for sharpening your shoulder plane iron? My wood river iron has a wider head and a skinny stem. Yeah, um, maybe. I don't know. I haven't sharpened them in a while. Mm-hmm. It's a, it is a, a, an odd-shaped blade that you might not be able to grip properly. Uh, that may just be one that you go and hand sharpen. Um, I've got a few of those, uh, like my, oh, they're down there now. Uh, the dovetail chisel, a fishtail chisel from Lee Nielsen. You can't put that in a jig. You got to do that by hand. Um, so it's good to have at least a little bit of confidence in hand sharpening, even if you use a jig most of the time, because there's always going to be one or two tools that you just cannot get into your jig. So having uh, confidence that you could hold it firmly and get a decent edge on there is, uh, is a good thing. That's what I recommend for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to mention, I forgot to talk about it at the beginning. I did finish a project recently. You want to see it? Oh, yes. <clears throat> People who I've follow already me. Seen, I've already seen it. I know you've seen it. It's in your yeah, backyard. Yeah, yeah. You ate a meal off of it already. <laughs> yes, I did. It was tasty. Um, this is my big green egg table. And this is a project coming out on the free site pretty soon. Uh, that's an XL Big Green Egg. Those of you who don't know, I am a huge barbecue fan. And uh, that was a fun little project. So uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you should. Go check it out on Instagram. I got lots of video um, stories. Well, you might not be able to get to those stories. But uh, posts relating to this build. And do that's Sapeli. Sapelli. When do you anticipate this coming out? I don't know. The footage is over at over to Todd. We've got to make plans for it. There's a lot that, that has to happen. Gotcha. So we're working on it. I had a shop teacher um, email me, and, and he told me that his his class is working on a big green egg table. Really? Yeah. For who? I don't know. For the school? That's the class project. That'd be great if it was like if the school had a big green egg yeah. to just use. Sounds, <laughs> sounds safe. Um, okay, Paul has a... Live edge table that needs cleaning. He says, uh, a light sanding and a fresh coat of finish. It looks like the original finish is an oil. I'm thinking of cleaning with Murphy's oil, doing a light 180 sand, and applying a couple coats of Danish oil with the sanding to 220 in between. I'm wondering if there is a way to confirm that the previous finish is oil. Also, if the original oil finish wasn't Danish oil, could I ruin the surface by using a different type of oil than the original? 
Okay, so I don't know exactly how you would determine if it's an oil, but generally speaking, oiled surfaces kind of look like very close to the wood finishes. They're uh, matte. There's really very little sheen other than maybe what has, has like developed over time from things rubbing on it. Um, I, finished, I finished our rocker with uh, tried and true oil, and it kind of had a dull look to it for years. But as people sit in it, it's amazing how it burnishes the surface. So have you ever noticed that? Like the seat of the sure. rocker, yeah. go look at it. I'm serious. Don't 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 be sarcastic. I'm the sarcastic one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, and there's one that's crying. Hey, be careful coming down the stairs. We got a crying kid. I'm trying to you. Sorry. Okay. I'll wait till she's gone. Sorry. So Ava was just upset because she couldn't find Nicole. So sorry about that, but it's, uh, it's life. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. So anyway, the, the seat of the rocker has gotten a little bit more shine to it over time from butts being on it. Uh, and it just burnishes the surface and gets a little bit of a sheen. So um, if you see a little bit of a sheen, it could still be an oil is the point that I'm, I'm getting at here. Uh, but usually oiled materials kind of just, they, they have that dull matte finish look to them. So I would probably not recommend the Murphy's oil soap. Uh, I don't see why you would need to do that. Obviously that's, that's something you do to finished furniture as a, a, a cleaning step, but I don't see why you would need to do that if you're gonna sand. Anything that's on the surface that you can get off of there with Murphy's oil you could get off with a little bit of 180 sanding. So skip that, it's just adding another variable to the mix that you don't need there. Uh, do your 180 sanding, and then hit it with some oil. Bottom line is, if the oil sits on the surface and doesn't go anywhere, you know, then it might have been a film finish and you may not get anywhere re-oiling it. If it absorbs, then you know, you're off to the races. It should be just fine. Uh, I would use the Danish oil as a good product. Uh, put it on, make sure you wipe off all the excess because you leave too much on there especially if it's a pre-treated uh, surface that may be somewhat sealed, you may have trouble with that curing, right? Going to my next question. Zippity-doo-dah. Oh, and if it was a different type of oil before, as long as it was truly an oil and not an oil wax, you should have no problem bouncing between oils. It shouldn't be an issue, but a lot of times there's other, other components in those finishes like wax. Okie dokie. Jason has a question. He says, uh, have you ever made a dust-free area in your shop for electronics? I use my laptop in the shop for my CNC. I want to make a cupboard or drawer to dock my MacBook inside while using an external monitor. I've heard of creating positive pressure inside things. I was also thinking of making a hole from a small, for a small fan with a filter over it. The fan would blow into the area, cooling, and then creating positive pressure. Do you have any thoughts or advice to share? Okay, so this is not something that I've done a lot of, um, and, and there's lots of good information out there on ventilation and what the proper way to do that is. I don't think one fan is the answer. I think you have to have, I mean, when you're saying a cupboard, I hope we're not just putting this laptop in a drawer. It, it, I think you need a little bit more space to cool properly, and you're probably going to want two fans. It's really best, from my experience with this, to have one fan that's pulling air out and one fan that's driving air in. The positive pressure situation, I don't know, you might create a positive pressure, but I don't know that you're actually going to ventilate properly to exhaust all of that heat. So look into um, AC Infinity. Is she all right? She's fine. She, she just couldn't a, find you? She wanted a banana. Oh, of course. 
I wanted a banana and I couldn't <laughs> find you. Yeah. Uh, look into AC Infinity fans. Amazon sells them. They are fantastic. Very quiet fans. I put them in my desk where I have like uh, three rage drives in a small cabinet. And it wasn't until I had a fan on one side blowing hot air out and a fan on the other side blowing fresh air in that I was able to actually get that cabinet cooled down properly. Paul said, my son heard Ava cry and start to cry too. Oh no. <laughs> Every kid crying is she's contagious. She's fine. She's fine. She just wanted a banana and couldn't find me. Yeah, she's very And dramatic. Mateo is oblivious. He's like, uh, what? He's <laughs> in whatever video game world he's locked into right now. Okay, Karen uh, says, do you ever sand or send router bits out to be sharpened? Do you have anyone to recommend? I've uh, been trying to keep mine sharpened, but I'm still learning, and I've got a few that really need a good professional sharpening. I don't have a suggestion for you, Karen. I've never sent a router bit out for sharpening. I'm gonna throw this out to the chat room. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Karen lives, but some places do take by mail order. You could just send them a bunch of bits and have them sharpen them up. Does anybody have a service they could recommend for Karen where she could send out her bits to get sharpened? Does Forrest do it? Forrest does blades. blades. They will do blades of different brands. They will do... I wonder if MLCS does it. Mitch, are you watching? <laughs> I don't think they do sharpening. Yeah. Uh, you may try Forest. okay? Forest, they, they make blades, but they do sharpen a bunch of other things like jointer blades and planer blades. I don't know that they do router bits, though. Devin made me laugh. He goes, don't apologize for cr- crying kids. Life impacts us all. My son had, had to tell me he had to poop while I was presenting on a conference call yesterday. <laughs> We're all BBC dad now. Yeah, there's all weird <laughs> stuff going on. Mateo was doing a conference with his teacher, and I thought he was just goofing off. Yeah. So I was standing there, and the laptop's real low. So it's got that perspective where you just see the goofy dad in the background, and I'm looking over his shoulder with a cup of coffee going like, and I realize his teacher is on the other end watching this. It's like, oh, anyway. Jack Dalby said, uh, I would try bits and bits. Bits, 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 or bits and bits? Bits and bits, bits, bits. Is Remember the bits, 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 or is yeah, it bits and bits? I don't know. They sent us some bits. Yeah. I think I thought it was bits, bits, bits. And, is it bits and bits? Bits, bits. I thought it was bits, bits, bits. <laughs> uh, it's just bits, bits. Bits and bits. He's, he's right. Bits, bits and bits. I thought yeah. it was bits, bits, bits. No, it's just bits, bits, duck. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, that'd be interesting if they do um, sharpening. Sharpening. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> we should start yeah, they a, do. They do have sharpening. We should start a uh, competing brand. Resharpening services. They do have re, uh, sharpening services at Bits and Bits. Bits, Bits, Bits. bits, bits. <laughs> we rebrand it, you guys. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, Gary, I'm not even going to try to pronounce your name, Gary, says, Hi, Mark. I'm getting ready to do curved fronts on the jewelry box. I don't have a spoke shave or rasps yet. I can't get a spoke shave from Lee Valley for a long time. Rasps may be the same. I'm in Canada, so getting uh, similar Lee Nielsen tools may be a no-go. Contemplating making a router template and getting 98% of the way there on the curve. Okay, I'm going to make this quick. He's using Hatoba or Jatoba. Could you please share any thoughts? <clears throat> so he wants to flush trim. The trick with the jewelry box is it is a slight curve. It's not too severe but it's tall. We're talking about drawer fronts here on a jewelry box. So trying to route those could get a little bit dicey, right? Because in one half of the drawer, you're going with the grain and the other half, you're going against the grain. Um, It's possible. It is definitely possible, Gary. You just have to be really aware of that grain. You may have to shift your template from one side or the other. If you have a a bit with a bearing on both sides, that's the most effective. Uh, as long as it covers the full height of the drawer front. Um, But the bottom line is anytime you are 
doing a flush trim operation and the piece starts to get really tall and you're taking that whole bite at once, things can get dicey. I do get a little bit nervous about that. So I'm not going to say it's impossible, but Hotoba, Jatoba, I never know how to pronounce it, mm. is a very hard wood and it will fight back, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do this, maybe test it first. Um, have some toilet paper in case you drop a little Hershey squirt. <laughs> it, it, it might, it, you know, it's going to be nerve wracking. Get back as close to your line as you possibly can so that the rounder table, you are trimming off the absolute minimum. Uh, and I would highly recommend have something holding like a cradle of some sort to hold your drawer front so your hands are a good distance away. If disaster happens, you just ruin the workpiece. You don't ruin your fingers. Kevin Hans has a <coughs> scraper question. New to scrapers, first time using, I got good shavings on on the epoxy, but sawdust on the wood. Do I need to work my, on my burr or scraping techniques? And Scott K on this sharpener wanted to know if you can show us how to sharpen that mouse scraper. I don't, not right now, mm, obviously. Yeah. Well, but. that's the good thing about the mouse is because you don't have that inside curve. It's actually easier to sharpen oh, than a gooseneck scraper. Interesting. Okay. So if you are getting sawdust, yeah, for sure. You're, you're not sharp enough. Maybe your burr has, has broken off or is dulled. Uh, it's definitely something you want to look into possibly getting a more you know, aggressive burr on there. Just go through the process again, resharpen it. Um, some woods I find, just depending on its density and its properties, some are more just easier to create shavings from. Think about a hand plane. Works differently in different species and is a little easier in some than others. A uh, card scraper can kind of be the same way. Um, even if you're just removing sawdust, if we're talking about maybe like the last smoothing step, sawdust is fine. It doesn't, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's not an emergency that you need to go and resharpen that thing. As long as you are effectively smoothing the surface and removing material, even if it's sawdust, it's still doing something, right? But that does indicate that you probably want to um, dress that edge. Uh, so yeah, I don't really have all the, the stuff here. The, the whole thing with the mouse that's nice about it is when you are burnishing the edge, you could vary. it's a continuous smooth line. You can go all the way around and burnish that edge. There's no weird inside hooks or anything. Um, so you have a 100% effective scraping surface on one that's shaped like this. <coughs> you could do like a quick uh, Instagram video or something, right? Well, I have videos on how to sharpen a yeah, sure. card scraper. Yeah. I think I even did one on a gooseneck or is that in the guild? I think it's in the guild. Yeah. Uh, Robert Cameron did a super chat and said, have some coffee on me. Okay. That would be very painful, Robert. Drink it off uh, of him like a shot, <laughs> like a college girl <laughs> taking some... shots off of off her belly. <laughs> Thanks for your content. <laughs> <laughs> off of some dude. Don't mind the little bits of hair in there. It's fine. <laughs> Jacob Wright did a super chat. That's how you said... know you're partying right when you got a hair in your mouth. I haven't had any luck contact. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't had any luck contacting Benchmats. Do you know? Yeah, don't bother. They're, he's not doing it anymore. Yeah, what happened was he was um, collaborating. This is as I understand it. He was collaborating with a friend who had a like a gaming company. And he would make big mats for the purposes of, of large tabletop games. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess whatever the partnership was, they stopped doing the Benchmats. Yeah. I think that dude still does gaming mats. And I don't know what the status is. Mm. I have no idea. So don't. I don't think if you contact Benchmat, you're going to have any luck at all. Let me see if I can contact the dude that was doing this for me. Because yeah. he was going to make another one for me. Yeah. And it just hasn't happened. But yeah. it's fine because I wasn't paying for it. Right, right. 
But let me I, I, let me ask him because the guy who made the gaming stuff, it looks like he still does do it. Mm. So he should be whether it's for gaming or for a workbench. What's he care? I need a new mouse pad. Uh, let's see. Do you know of any other sources for equal products, or is it silicone nope. the new hip trend? Silicone so. mats are probably going to be it, man. But I mean. I don't think anyone's doing that custom stuff, though. I mean, yeah. it's it, it's a really cool product. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I'm at the finishing stages of a project and I don't want to dent the work uh, and I want a little bit of grip when I'm sanding things, mm-hmm. I throw that thing on the workbench. It's fantastic. So, Jacob, if you just send me an email, uh, Nicole, at thewoodwhisperer.com, <clears throat> yeah. uh, that will be my reminder to get you the information from Mark yeah. on on the mats. Okay, Jesus says, recently I got a Festool spiral router bit to make mortises with my router. I've used it like on eight mortises and a dense, har- a dense hardwood. Not sure what, but it looks like Paduk. And maybe a dozen mortises in softwood. Now it's covered in black gunk and it burns the wood like crazy. Is this normal after this amount of use? Can I clean it with some household cleaning products or should I try to get a bit cleaner? Bit cleaner is fine. I've got some CMT orange colored bit cleaner that works great. You could use simple green uh, it works perfectly fine. Just soak it and then start to brush the gunk off of there. There's a lot of things at play here, and there are two scenarios that can really dull a bit quickly uh, and you know contribute to the amount of gunk on it. One is softwoods. A lot of softwoods are very resinous, you know. So as you're uh, you know running that bit through there, it's heating up. You're getting a little bit of that resin on there, and it just kind of snowballs. It just becomes worse and worse. When you're working in really dense hardwoods, especially, what did he say, Paduke? Man, that's some hard, oily stuff. So as you plunge that bit in there and you're starting to route that, yeah, you're going to create a lot of heat uh, to be able to get that bit to run through there. So while it doesn't sound like eight mortises is a lot, well, eight mortises in Paduke is a lot for a bit to endure. And the way that you actually do the routing can affect it. So if you are staying in place too long and you're not moving fast enough, It's always a balance between safety and speed. But if you're not moving fast enough and that bit stays still, it's just sitting in the same spot, building up heat, and that's going to like blue the bit and you're going to... You know what I'm talking about. Um, That's really bad news. This is why something like the Festool Domino, the reason their bits last so long is because the bit is spinning, but it never stops moving. It's always like a windshield wiper. It's going back and forth. So those bits last a really long time, even in really, really hardwoods, and you don't see them burning as much. Movement and feed rate is, uh, is a huge factor. So yeah, if you, if you didn't properly feed it, or you took too long, or you had a resinous wood, all these things could certainly ruin a bit in short order, in the amount of time that you've used it. So it's certainly possible. Try and clean it though, but a lot of times once you get to that point, if it truly has built up that much heat, um, it may not be a good bit anymore unfortunately, but definitely try to clean it first. And also uh, hit it with a little bit of a blade lubricant or wax that can also help reduce friction. GeForce Racing 20 is in the chat and says, good morning, Spags. How's the video for limited tools coming along? We have not done anything. Stop asking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Forget I said anything about it. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, we need, I haven't we need moved help, any further. And we need help with the kids before we can actually... We need help with the kids. We need to get business stuff going. Yes. We need to get like... You guys know how this whole situation is going down with, with the, the virus. And uh, we're, now, we're now starting to get to the point where we're close to making judgment calls about whether someone should come to work or, mm-hmm. or how, they, how things happen when they come to work. Um, so I don't, it's hard to say when things are going to happen, but I'm not operating at full speed here. So mm-hmm. 
I want to get to that as soon as possible. I could tell you in order to launch that project, we have to launch a new website, which means I have to also wait for John to be yeah. available uh, to code up and get us an entire new website for that. So there's a lot of moving parts. That's the problem with the good thing and the bad thing about social media is if I just like brain fart an idea yeah. out, I could be like, hey, look what I'm doing. But then people are like, well, when are you going to do this? You did that a month ago. Where's the where's the goods, you know? So, <laughs> Old Ohio angler said, uh, he put in a, a show title. Stop asking about that. <laughs> That's that's how you uh, that's, that's how you know we're a friendly bunch, yeah, right? You friendly. ask questions. Let's stop asking. We know G four. Just stop asking yeah, yeah. about it. Uh, all right, I got a bunch of questions, and we're going long. I know we are. Let going me rip long. through these. Right. I want to I make sure we get all the Patreon questions. Slider says, "Go to the." I'm going to make show. it quick. Rapid fire. <clears throat> Rubo style workbench was revolutionary, but it resembles the Roman workbench, does it? I looked at the Roman workbench, which I actually, until your email, have never looked at. It doesn't look similar to me. Um, I'm curious, where is the thin blue line between following a particular style and adapting solutions to your needs? Well, when it comes to something like a functional piece of uh, shop furniture, I, I find the blue line and I pee on it. <laughs> All over it. Because I don't care. You know? Okay. <clears throat> I thought you were going to be fast. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, when we're talking about a workbench, you're adapting things to your needs. It's a functional piece of furniture. I don't think it really matters. Um, Monsieur Roubault is not going to come after you <laughs> to uh, accuse you of taking his ideas, which he took from someone else. So I don't really think it's, I don't really worry about it, especially with shop furniture. On, the, on a, a, a grander scale, speaking more generally, where's the line between, you know, copying elements and plagiarizing elements versus, um, you know, trying to follow a particular style? That's a big question. Big right? topic. Yeah, and I don't think we have time to delve fully into that, but um, I always say that I'm not really someone who, who prides myself on my designs, so that's why I, I have a very loose policy about people using the things that I design, mm -hmm. because I just was influenced by 20 other people, you know, and everything I do is a little, taking little bits and pieces from other people that have taught me great things, so... I don't know. Has it, totally inadequate can answer. Can you even but. copyright furniture or trademark furniture, really? <clears throat> no. 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 I mean, there's, there's. let's not get into it. Okay. There are, okay, move to the We've talked one. about this in the yeah. past. Fine woodworking, pop woodworking, both have articles, I believe, that address oh, the issue do the giveaway. of copyright. Scott, <laughs> Scott K has the poop, but doesn't want to miss the giveaway. Okay, let's, I'm going to add these last questions to the yeah, after we'll show. Yeah, we'll do the after show. Let's do the giveaway. Okay. I got three things, Nicole, so you're going to need to get three winners. Oh, crap. How do you want to handle it? I don't know. We should have talked about it ahead of time. Just uh, the way we normally do. You say what you got, and you and you say if you want it. Okay, let's do it quickly. Uh, you ready? So, but say the object. The so. object. Hey, firm grip. I got a set of firm grip gloves. Yes. What size are they? Large. Large. They're all large, and um, I typically take a large in any glove, mm -hmm. but I find these to be snug, so you oh. do have to wear them in yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit. Um, but this is a large firm grip glove with a little gel thing. Say glove in the chat room if you are interested in getting this. And in fact, Nicole, we've got a box of these. Okay. So how many? So how take many? A, take a few. Okay. Grab a few. What's names. a few? Just whatever you want. Look okay. at that. You see that box? Yeah. It's full of gloves. Firm grip is very generous. They're very generous. So thank you to Firm Grip, and uh, this is us sharing the love. Yeah. So. so say gloves in the chat room, and you may very well find yourself with some gloves. So, and here's the thing. If I select you, please follow through. Because I actually still have the David Marks DVD. Somebody won it but never 
Oh, never claimed Never it. followed up with me. We'll give that away later. So maybe, maybe one of you will get the DVDs with the gloves. I have a ton of stuff to give away. So next week... We're going to do a heavier giveaway focus. I just wanted okay. to get a few of these out this week to lighten, oh, lighten the load. lots of gloves. Lots of gloves. U.S. only. I should have said that because we're taking a... Yeah, U.S. only. We're paying for the shipping. So just pick some people. Okay. So uh, one of the first people that said pick me, Vincent Sanders. <clears throat> You're going to win some gloves. Okay, Vincent Sanders. Email me, Nicole, at thewoodwhisper.com. Vincent. Uh, shoemaker Woodworking, you too get some gloves. Nicole. You'll get gloves. <laughs> you'll get gloves. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm putting everybody in my little okay. spreadsheet And here. Chuck Rice. Chuck Rice. Get some gloves. I like a, I like a guy with name that sounds like food. <laughs> Give me some Chuck Rice. <laughs> uh, Jesus Sanchez. <clears throat> How do you spell uh, Bell. Barrazas. 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 You get some gloves. Okay. All right. Shall we move on? Yes. And we'll have more gloves next week for those of you who are really excited about gloves. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can get uh, from Grip gloves exclusively at Home Depot. At Home Depot. Well, don't get them now. Well, you can do curbside pickup. Sure you can. Go I get got those, a cur- curbside pickup. Get those hey, curbside it's gloves. it's gardening time. These are great. Okay. You ready? Just protect your hands. Here's the deal. These are not... The brand that's on the package, <clears throat> I bought snappy uh, self-centering bits like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it ahead of time. Just say bits in the chat room if you're interested in the bits. What, what, <clears throat> what are the bits for? They're, I'm going to explain it, but right. I wanted to get the, the people a chance to put it in there. These are self-centering drill bits of various sizes. Great for installing hinges if you need to get a screw located perfectly centered in a piece of hardware. Uh, and these are, again, the, I think these may be even like a Rockler brand. I'm not sure what the actual brand is, but I don't believe they are the Snappy brand. I took the Snappies out and put these. Jason put them in here. Okay. And it's nice and organized. So it's random. There are no promises. These are used, but they still work. Um, so somebody's going to get these bits. All right. I should have said, say, say bits, bits, bits. Bits, bits, bits. <clears throat> uh, All right. So pick your bits winners. How about Rick? Rick says he needs. <laughs> so Rick Escondon. Did I say it right? Escandon. 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 Rick, email me, Nicole at thewoodwhisperer.com, and I will send you these bits. All right. This next one, guys, it's going to knock your socks off. I'm going to put my email in the chat so people don't misspell my name when they're emailing me. Yeah. If you're wearing (laughs) socks, prepare to have them knocked off. What? See this? The people that got gloves are pissed at you right now. Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry. Should have led with this. (laughs) You probably should have. This is the... uh, the edge, easy edge thing from Woodpeckers. We showed this on the show not too long ago. Comes with uh, one chamfer bit, like a straight bit, and then one for roundovers. Mm-hmm. I will say, I guess just as a kind of disclaimer, this is a prototype. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was 3D printed. So they do not actually have these in production yet. I think I just saw like Are a production update. Well, I'm not using it. Okay. And I, I don't think as long as I let people know that this, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It works just fine. Right, but yeah, it is yeah. a, it is a prototype. So unless I get an email from Woodpeckers today telling me not to give it away, <laughs> yes. it, this is far better off in someone's shop yeah. being used yeah. than sitting in the corner. That's true. I, it, so it's true. a great tool. It's a very cool thing. Um, but I am usually using my router or a block plane to do the work that this does. But that doesn't mean someone else can't find some great use in it. Mm-hmm. So I'd much rather see this in someone else's shop. Uh, they sent me a little um, wall hanging bracket for it. 
Just say uh, Peckers. Peckers. <clears throat> Peckers in the chat. Everybody's going nuts on this. Way to go. And the cool thing about this, I mean, like I said, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's any liability issues here, but I don't think so. It's, it's a perfectly good piece of equipment. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather right. see that I'm just gonna, in your shop I'm than gonna, mine. This is, what, this is a hard one, so I'm just going to put my <clears throat> cursor over here. Wow, lots of people. Tony, cool thing about that Tony, is, you're a little late on the gloves. I'm sure I have an extra pair. I'm going to give you some gloves. <laughs> Tony, Ten minutes later. Gloves! <laughs> Tony, gloves. you're not live. <laughs> Tony, uh, You might want to scroll your, bar, scroll your bar to the right. You might have the DVR function working. <laughs> Tony, uh, Orzmec, uh, I'm going to give you some gloves. So email me at Nicole at thewoodwhisperer.com. <laughs> uh, so that's what you get for being yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's 15 minutes from now. Yeah. People are going to be in the chat room. We're not even there going... <laughs> Peckers. Okay. I think the cool thing about this is that, like, this isn't even out to the public yet. Yeah. So it's it's kind of neat that someone's going to have an opportunity yeah, to, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, to play yeah. with this thing before oh it's God, on the market. So many. Like I said, I, I I don't know if I get an email today and whoever wins, I apologize if I can't give it to you, but I don't see why it would be a problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Stumptown, you're in the chat all every single week. Stumptown Woodworks. Stumptown. I I see you. You got the woodpecker. Woodpecker! There you go. uh, There you go. That's a show, my friends. Nicole at thewoodwhisperer.com. Okay, so next week we have a powered headgear um, filter system, filtration system, that peak safety Mm -hmm. uh, thingamajig. We have the MLCS. MLCS uh, Rocky router, the the Mm battery-powered router, which I'm picky about these things, so I don't want another battery brand in my shop. Uh, But it is a great router that someone is going to use and love. Lots of gloves. Oh, shoot. I think I might even have a saw over there. It's going to be epic. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) More giveaways. More giveaways. So I'm going to go light on questions next week so I can make room for the giveaways. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, And I still have a guild project to give away. Okay, do it quickly. And that is... To Jeff Berry. Jeff, I'll write you in Patreon. Uh, you want a guild project. Hmm. So Good job, Jeff. Yep. Uh, we done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen, we have a after show coming up immediately after this. I'm probably going to go pee-pee. I'm going to go potty real quick. I wish we had more coffee. Well, we have a thing that can make more. That's true. Uh, and then uh, we'll come back and do the after show. If you are a patron, um, any of the patron levels, you have access to this after show. Oh, yeah. Show. Let, me, uh, let me put a link in. That's patreon.com slash woodwhisper if you want to sign up for that. The after show is uh, it's sure? a lot like the normal show, just shorter and more after-y. And off topic. Well, we're kind of off topic always. <laughs> more off topic. There's more likely. Oh, man. There were two super chats, too. Should I do the super chats real quick? Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right. So Jeremy Spence did a super chat. Oh, he's looking at the turbine system. I'm sorry, I didn't see these. Uh, looking at a turbine system, lean toward the Fuji Minimite Three or the uh-huh. Semi Pro Two. Uh-huh. What paint can these handle that uh-huh. would be good for cabinetry? I hate when people spend money and I can't answer their question. Yeah. I don't use paint a lot, guys. It's not something that I use very often. Uh, the Contact three stage, Fuji. Yeah, I Fuji mean, can certainly help you. super great customer service. But one thing I found with paints, you know, depending on the grade that you buy and the brand, some of them are really, really thick. Others are a little more watery. Uh, some you'll have to dilute more than others. These are things that I'm just not that familiar with because you know how many times I've painted something with an HVLP um, setup? 
One the, time. The Hall Tree? Yeah. Two times. <laughs> Dos times. And I was milk paint, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely contact Fuji. Uh, do a little bit of digging, but you're going to want to find one that is either already the consistency, that a three-stage. Well, the Semi Pro 2 is a little, it's a little bit underpowered. Um, the three-stage should certainly be able to handle some paint. But just how much dilution you're going to need to do in order to get a, a good spray pattern mm -hmm. out, of, out of some kind of paint. And then Baron B says, Mark, those diamond paddled sharpening sticks that you were mocking on yeah. Wood Talk last week are great for sharpening curve scrapers like your mouse. Oh, are they? That's what he says. Okay. Baron. Maybe I'll try that next time. Baron knows. Yeah. All Just because right. I make fun of it doesn't mean that it's bad or that I'm right. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for watching, everybody. We'll see you in the after show. And those of you who aren't in the after show, we will see you next week. Uh, and there's the link to the Patreon post for the after show. Okay. Cool. Bye. Bye. See ya.